0: Hi everyone here, and we're here with creative competitors. I've got John Pichotta with me. John is a good friend and a fantastic entrepreneur. Thank you, John, for being on this. Yeah, you bet, happy to. Yep, when I moved here about three years ago, you were one of the first guys that I met. Mm-hmm. And uh, we met at O'Charlie's. That's and, right. And I specifically remember how driven you were and committed to your idea. You just mm. had an idea at the time. And unlike a lot of entrepreneurs that I've met before, you actually executed yeah right so yeah. tell us about your business uh, today and sort of where you're at
1: sure well let me let me back up from Oh Charlie for a minute I mean just kind of at an architectural level um, so to talk about music sync first we got to kind of talk about loud lab so loud lab is our holding company and um, it's an innovation hub that has birthed music sync and has Births a company called Multiply Live as well, which we can talk about later. So uh, it's an innovation hub that fixes problems, builds technology solutions and teams. Um, we execute. We're an execution company. Um, I kind of say there's, there's three words. We innovate, execute, and multiply and build value for the rights holders. Yeah, no, I yeah. I agree. So you with know, you
0: know, with my partner now with Thompson Burton, we're trying yeah. to do the same thing because yeah. law's being flattened. And so we're trying yeah, to find a way to deliver services on a more personal level. Right. What specific problem then are you targeting and solving through sure. your business? Yeah. So through MusicSync,
1: uh, MusicSync is a sync rights organization that accelerates the licensing process for premium content and top tier music supervisors. So in the old world, the process that came out of the 1940s, Tin Pan Alley era, had 40 steps. Um, you know, to, cl- to clear one piece of music, and let me first say, I mean, a, a sync license has to be executed every time a piece of music is attached to moving pictures. So that's every film trailer, every movie, every advertisement, everything on Hulu, Netflix. Just anytime you see something and hear music, there so has to be you a, need to yeah. you need to
0: pay the creator of that, of that music and a licensing fee right
1: so that process you know is 40 steps in 6 weeks to clear one song it's it's a complete fractured inefficient process so what we've done through music sync is is having done licenses for the past 14 15 years um, there really wasn't a solution that we were excited about there were what's called music libraries that uh, tend to devalue your copyrights and um not really a serious solution for kind of premium content or even mid-tier publishers Um, so what we did is, is we assembled a wish list of things we wanted to be able to do on the publisher side and then in working with our supervisors assembled the inverse suite of tools that our supervisors were asking for so fixing their pain points as well so um that became our version one platform
0: and that's what we're currently using today. Right, and so you are, you've already survived a few years at least, mm-hmm. yep. and you've successfully raised funds. Is that accurate? Uh, Music Sync is
1: founder funded right now. Multiply Live has raised a round of capital, just just to be accurate. Got it, um, got it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that there's, There's an interesting thing. I think a lot of entrepreneurs think that you have to raise capital or else you stop. And I think that's a flaw in the ointment. What we're about is about building better entrepreneurs. And the current venture capital model tends to be very venture focused. Their funnel is like, let's fill the funnel with entrepreneurs and startup companies. And we think that. That needs to really be flipped to where it's, it's when you build better entrepreneurs,
0: Better companies you, come out of you those. You build more valuable Six. companies.
1: So, I mean, we, we, um, we're founder funded and, you know, we've seen companies that have raised a little bit of money and then stopped right? because they don't know what to do. And it's like, look, we, we put deals together and execute and we're just building value and adding customers and doing transactions. We'll raise money when we need to. So we're
0: not in a... You're not beholden to anybody.
1: We're not. I think, I think the mistake is, is it's so cheap to start a company now. The technology, the talent available. Um, don't ask for permission. Just don't do ask it. for somebody's blessing. I mean, it's like that's... A great entrepreneur gets it done and builds and puts a team
0: together. and, and Speaking of putting a team together, yeah. Yeah. one thing that I've seen you do from a distance, and I've admired you for doing this, and, and the, the, the point of the show is called creative competitors, right? right, right. C- creative competitors find a way to get it done. You've attracted really amazing people to your business. and, and oh. In the early stages, you attracted really top advisors. I noticed mm-hmm. that. Yep. And to, to this point, you've attracted a lot of really impressive strategic partners. So what is it in your makeup, do you think leads to these people coming to you? If you were advising an entrepreneur sure. today.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, two parts. To that I mean, I think one one part is there, there. are companies that are either pleasure company or pain companies. They're they're fun for a minute, and then you just get rid of them. But when you're fixing a pain point that's really valuable to users, that's much more interesting. So we first off we we're not in, interested in a widget that's entertaining to download for a week and then you delete it. You've got an interesting problem that you're solving. Fix big problems. You're gonna spend the same amount of time building a small company that you will, a company that fixes a big problem, you might as well go big. Um, so that's first in in you know in what we green light, that's, that's important, fixing structural big problems. Um, and then at the end of the day, I mean it's like we, we're a big believer in assembling a bench of advisors that really add wisdom to what we're doing. So whether that's going to New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, we do that every day. So um, that's, that's a big part of it. But the, the operational internal team, I think we're at seven people now. Um, people, people want to be part of something that is, a, is an adventure and, a, and you're fixing a big problem. If if you're just kind of doing something small, eh? That's not really, that's not really a challenge and of interest to people. But when but when what we're doing is is we're creating a sync rights organization, kind of similar to ASCAP and BMI, as a performance rights
0: organization. I don't think so, you haven't said the word I once. Really? Right? You haven't. And okay. you, you keep saying we. Yeah. And our team. and yeah. Us. Sure. Do you think that's instrumental in in kind of creating a culture where people? sort of gel and their synergies?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, if it, if it were just a, a solo Lone Ranger, you're dead in the water. I mean, it's, it's just really, really hard to, to fix big problems as a one or two person team. So uh, it's, it is vital to how we assemble our teams and our companies to put together a team that can execute at a high level, Respect each other, have fun in the process,
0: and what is it I about mean, you? I'm sort of cut you off. What yeah, is yeah. it about you that holds it together? Hmm. Because a good leader casts a vision that right. gets people swept up in in the fight, yeah, in the in, in the big problem.
1: Sure, it's a great quest, question, Kevin. I mean, I I let our team lead. You know, it's like I, we just um, brought on a new executive vice president out of New York who ran a music company called Maestro. Um, and he is excellent at what he does. And I want him to lead, I want him I want him to dig in and do what he does, do what he was made to do. I wasn't made to do that, he was. So, as we're putting teams together, it's um... You gotta give him the support that he needs to get his sure, job done. That's sure, sure, yeah, it. absolutely, but I mean it, it's, um uh, there there's a guy named Itzakadesis who, who um has written a bunch of books, and if you haven't read it, read him, it, there's like Tom Peters and then there's Itzakadesis. Everybody knows about we're gonna, spell, I'm, I'm sorry.
0: We're, we're gonna spell that for you at home, by the way.
1: Not Tom Peters, um, um, Jim Collins. No, no, the older guy, I'm blanking on his name. But uh, anyway, he's excellent. So if um he has this thing called the Pi methodology, where where it's P-A-E-I. And he talks about early stage teams and how you have to have the P is the producer, A is administrator, E is the entrepreneur, and I is the uh, integrator, I believe. And without any one of those pieces, it
0: stops. Well summarize those pieces. So the producer. Yeah. What's, what's the producer's function? The and, producer is. Who are you, by the way?
1: Uh, it's a good. It's a good question. Um, I, I think I'm I'm the the E and the P, uh, producer. Shows up and executes whether it's biz dev or product. Um, A is the administrator, the glue that is is doing the accounting, the operational stuff. <laughs> Make that, sure the
0: checks don't bounce. Exactly. Yeah. Super, <laughs> super important, it's an important function.
1: Um, e is the entrepreneur, visionary uh, role in the in the equation, and I is the integrator. So that's something we use, and it's been super helpful because. You know, we've seen companies where it's, it's you know, uh, you, you can operate at a certain altitude with the wrong team, but when you're operating at a high altitude, you have to be, those propeller wings need to be propelling. <laughs> right. And um,
0: I, I'm, I'm just a big fan of it's Adesis. So, so what's, how does your company go from the stage that it's at now to critical mass? Mm-hmm. Like what so you're you're growing roots. Yeah. You're growing the team and at some point yeah, you're going to scale this thing.
1: Yeah. What, what what's the
0: next step? What we're doing and and
1: um we've got a whole kind of graphic outline of this, but but our go-to-market strategy involves uh, there's three three pieces to the equation. One is take the beachhead. The second is uh take the uh
0: the women and children? No, no, no. The beach,
1: it's the beachhead, uh, take the state, and then nation building. Right. Um, so so phase one includes... Conquering. Conquering, conquering territory. It's, it's, it's um, the content strategy. Phase two is the supervisor, advertisers, a piece of the equation. And phase three has a handful of different parts to it, but uh, it's basically a satellite um, uh, satellite. Uh, in key cities. So, um, do you do you have uh,
0: deadlines for these goals, or how do you how we, do you we assess? Kind of, we
1: kind of think in ninety day sprints, and we think, okay, this we think we can do this in ninety days, and we try to do what's called stretch goals. If you're, if you're absolutely, yeah, the b the b uh, exactly, the big hairy audacious uh, goals. Burn harnish from the gazelles. Um, so yeah, I mean, we think in, in ninety day increments. And, you know, everybody has kind of their top five things that they're doing. And, you know, we get about 80 to 90 percent of those done, which is really good. I mean, it's like you're, we're putting points on the board and and executing. So,
0: so if you're sitting at a table yeah. and you're, you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you've had failures, I'm assuming. Oh. We all have. Yeah, yeah. You're talking to a young entrepreneur. Yeah. What advice do you give them as far as... Uh, um, when when should he pivot his company and if you're to talk to an entrepreneur how do you tell him to attract a good team what is it about
1: yeah, I, I person. Think he, I think failure I think he has to a couple things I think he has to fail first because that's the only way he's going to learn so he needs to start that company that's you know going to
0: it's janky. It's busted. Exactly.
1: You learn so much from those companies when you when 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 you build a service company that can't scale or is built on a certain headcount, and you realize that that's not scalable. You'll never build that company again, right? Because you spent two or three years doing that, and you're like, that's why it, it was it was dependent on you and I. You know, it's not a technology, scalable technology that thousands of people can use. So. I would say failure is a, a really good thing. And secondly, I would I would just put together your board of directors, your personal board of directors, a dozen, half a dozen people who you can go to every ninety days and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing," and then you follow back the next ninety days and say, "Let me show you what I, I've done," and and that process is just. It's 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 worth more than anything else I can I could suggest because because you're getting input from people who are seven or eight years ahead of you, and 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 they they entrepreneurs want to help you know it's like right. they want they would to, be taking
0: along for the ride they
1: they want to you know build into the next entrepreneur that's just part of the DNA so uh, so yeah I think both those things I mean failure is good and a a board of directors bench, personal board of directors who, who you can go to and just say, "Look, I'm thinking about this. Shoot some holes in
0: it." Well, let's let's end on yeah. personal development. So yeah. if you, if you're talking to a young entrepreneur and even yourself included, sure, uh, how important is that in the equation? Because there's a saying that you hire character and train skill. So these people need to become something special to attract the right talent to build remarkable companies. So how do you how do you get that? Check in the box.
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, I think all of our our, our team members are, are learners, so it's like that's part of the culture that we're creating. Um, everybody shares information, and it's part of like this kind of an unspoken band of brothers thing. It's like, hey, have you have you seen this? And it may be something on leadership or personal development or productivity or uh, communication that is just kinda of strengthens the whole team so um, that's that's how we you know it shows up in our our companies.
0: How, how, how do you lead from that perspective because if, if, if yep. you're not committed to it yep. your team's not going to do it so what what habits do you have that lead to more growth and development?
1: Yeah well I, th- I think
0: and, and this is where you yeah. need to say "I."
1: Yeah, no, that, that's that's a huge question, and and I wish I had a, a, you know, a silver bullet here. But I mean, for us, I mean, a we, we try not to avoid um, disagreements. One of the the steps in uh, dysfunctions of a team was avoidance
0: of conflict. That's which is the book that you read.
1: Yeah, uh, Patrick Lincioni, It's probably one of the top twenty leadership books, so business books.
0: How many books a month do you read, by the way? Ah, uh,
1: you know I've, I, uh, I I absorb information from a lot of different sources. Books are one of them. Um, so you know,
0: seven or eight books a month. I that's think. fantastic. So just you're very modest, by the way. That's a that that's a lot. So you you make it a personal habit, or it's, at least it's it's an ingrained habit to consume good information from good sources. Yeah, I capture
1: information from a lot of different places and you know it's people it's books blogs I mean your, your blog is is really good because you're getting people together to talk about interesting things and that's super valuable Stanford has a killer uh, podcast video podcast and it's you know if you want information you go get it
0: right. you get wisdom and don't sell it um, and that's you know what we do. So my final question then yeah. is uh, how do you stay hungry to consume so much and to keep growing and to keep mm. pushing? There's just so many opportunities out there.
1: I mean I, I really believe that, that people were made to do great things and it's an adventure and, and it, adventures are fun so I don't I don't uh, hungry I don't know I don't know what hungry is but but this is a pleasure and an honor to do this kind of stuff you know entrepreneurs are
0: heroes you know I really believe that and uh, that's that's a it's a fun thing you know that's great well definitely so. we uh, in today's culture we need more heroes we need to celebrate victories yeah instead we focus on the failures and the disasters out there yeah and uh, Seth Godin wrote about this where he said that you know it's only been a brief moment in history when people actually work for somebody else right for the most part people they had a trade. They yep. had a skill and a specialty, and that was their passion. John, you're, you're bringing it back. No oh, man, got guys, guys like you are bringing I, it back. I, it is, it is a joy. Yeah, it's hard work, but it's a joy. Thanks so much. Yeah, we, Kevin, we appreciate it. Good and, stuff. Uh, you can come back anytime you want to. We'll do it.